today I'm looking at a story from New Japan's recent history. It's the third anniversary, well no, it's the fourth anniversary of the mass exodus from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Shinsuke Nakamura, Carl uh, Anderson, Doc Gallows and Rocky Romero were rumoured, along with AJ Styles, to be leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, not all of them went, but most of them did. And this was a speculative piece about what would happen to New Japan Pro Wrestling, given the issues of such an encountered bunch of wrestlers leaving the company in such a short order. Now, at the time, we did not know who would sign for what, and I had written it more or less as a news article for WrestleTalk TV, an extended news article. Uh, it was entitled Book of Exodus because that's what it was. It was perhaps the first great exodus since Noah in the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, and it was the first one to really hit Japanese wrestling hard in a long time because Japanese wrestling wasn't that big for a long time. And it had just started to get an upward swing, no small part to people like Shinsuke Nakamura and Carl Anderson and AJ Styles. So to lose all of them in one foul swoop was going to be very dangerous in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So today I would like to look back over that story and see what has happened in the interim for years, um, but also look at where New Japan's gone and where WWE's gone and have they used that talent that they acquired to the best of their ability. So this piece is called The Book of Exodus. Last year in my review of Wrestle Kingdom 9, I finished the piece with the declaration that the second wrestling war of the modern era had begun. I said it would be fought over two continents, and the key players would be New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE, because now New Japan had the media firepower to compete for the first time. They have gone on to have a stellar year, developing New Japan World and moving into the streaming market with visible success. Someone at Titan Towers has been taking notice. Not long after the final bell on the epic main event that saw Kazuchika Okada banish Hiroshi Tanahashi from top spot of New Japan, confirming his true ace status, rumours abounded that Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows and Rocky Romero had given notice to New Japan bookers, Jado and Ghetto, on the morning of the card. The source for this rumour was Kurt Bauer, which gave it much credence as he is the owner of MLW radio site that hosts Anderson and Gallows and Romero's Talking Shop podcast. Rumours milled throughout the following day and gathered more momentum at the New Japan New Year Dash show, when Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks writing him out of the New Japan story in the same way Prince Devitt was written out nearly two years ago. No word came from either New Japan or WWE until Wednesday morning when WWE.com posted a story relating the rumours seemingly confirming the mass acquisition. So where does this leave New Japan? What does the future hold for the departing stars? And where does this leave the wrestling world as a whole? On the face of it, losing half your main event crew, the tag team that held the division together for the last two years, and a utility mainstay of the junior division looks horrifying. However, it cleans up the top of the card and gives room for a lot of the wrestlers to break through. In previous wrestling war, it was WCW who made the first move acquiring veteran talent to the detriment of the WWE product. However, that was the catalyst that made WWE find and build new stars as a springboard to greater things. New Japan is not short on talent. What it has been short on is space to maneuver them into the main event picture. While the undercards have been incredible in the recent years, the main focus has been on the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, more or less taking turns in headlining the major cars, which meant the focus has fallen on the four men. Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura and Styles. With the two of them apparently moving on, that leaves some room for the mobility. The initial beneficiary of this would seem to be Kenny Omega, who pinned Nakamura at New Year's Dash and seemingly took over as leader of the divided Bullet Club. Other people on an upward trajectory included Hiroki Goto, the likely first challenger to Okada, and Katsuyoshi Bata, 
who cemented his company rehabilitation with a never open weight title win over perennial champion Tomohiro Ishii at Wrestle Kingdom. Ishii himself is not without support and has proven himself to make his own breaks in recent years. Tetsuya Nato continues to burn as the leader of Los Ignorables and his junior heavyweight disciple Bushi now has a serious shot at advancement. Tanahashi, while seemingly downplayed after his loss to Okada, still has a lot of minus left when it comes to ensuring a future for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'd also point out the booking talents of Jado and Gado as the key to holding things together. They have shown, the pat- they have shown patience in their booking and will not panic when it comes to this talent loss. Saying all that, they will still be missed, especially Nakamura. The King of Strong Style has a once-in-a-lifetime charisma. Remember that Chaos was essentially a heel group. It wasn't until Nakamura's loss to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 8 that fans truly embraced them. Yano, Ishii and Okada may have dragged the fans into their way of thinking, but it was Nakamura's gutsy performance that was the catalyst. I will state again, he lost that match and became a bigger star. Now to the next question. What will become of them? Dave Meltzer insisted that the numbers he heard for the hiring essentially meant they were guaranteed main roster spots, at least for Styles and Nakamura. While nothing is set in stone, we don't even know if they've officially signed, but it does mean two things. Firstly, that Vince McMahon is high on their talents, which in the case of AJ runs counter to what we've been led to believe in recent years. Secondly, that this may not be the last of the talent raids for the WWE plan. What stopped a lot of Japanese stars from jumping ship in recent years was in the insistence on an NXT run before joining the main roster. Spinning your wheels in Florida after just wrestling in front of thousands in the Tokyo Dome could have not have been considered a great prospect for your career. However, if the main roster is back on the table as an option, that may change the hiring possibilities for major talent from other promotions. For all of them, it means a change of scene and with it new responsibilities. They will not have the creative freedom they once did, nor will they be allowed to produce the kind of high-impact, high-risk wrestling that all five are known for. Not going to NXT makes the learning curve steeper for Nakamura. NXT allows time to breathe and find the WWE way, learning to work towards the camera and other such nuances. It also means he's a straight into the cauldron with no time to build political support for his position. For good or bad, they are all now in the lion's den when it comes to political game playing. Nakamura and Styles have the ability, talent and charisma to go to uncharted waters when it comes to being WWE superstars. The key thing is, will WWE let them? Long known for wanting to make the WWE star attraction, that kind of guttural response that Nakamura and Styles incite may hold them back. Being too popular for your own good is a common WWE malady. If they can figure out the politics, I don't see WWE wasting them. They must have cost a fortune, and they want to see some return on that investment. Further down the card, Gallows and Anderson and Romero will find home with their unique talents. Long-time veterans of the major organisations, and with friends in high places, they know the game and they know the roles within it. What does this mean for the wider business? At the moment, not a lot, until they hit the main roster. Perhaps with a Bullet Club light invasion alongside former leader Finn Balor. It's the most obvious thing to do after all. But that isn't the WWE's way. So we shall see. For New Japan, it will be business as usual. There are some hungry talents who want to prove they can fill their shoes left behind. A quick recall of Suzuki Gun from Noah would plug any obvious gaps. However, if there was no war before, there will be now. And that was the story, Book of Exodus, that I wrote in 2016. And really, in the preceding years, we've learnt a lot about the pro wrestling industry, specifically in New Japan. And as I predicted in that story, thankfully I was right, <laughs> Tetsuya Naito became not just a star, but a supernova in these last four years. Ishii and Goto have been mainstays of the main event, and Kazuchika Okada has been the man in professional wrestling. Kenny Omega would become a huge star within the New Japan 
system and move on to AEW. Um, and also, people like Kota Ibushi have stepped forward and become big players, which four years ago, none of us would have predicted. He was kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, so, And as well as that, you have main eventers like Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., um, and several other people, like Evil, uh, who have moved onwards within their careers in New Japan Pro Wrestling and considered main event, regular main eventers. In the tag team division, Gorillas of Destiny took over from Doc and Gallows as the go-to team, and they have developed some new talents, but probably not enough. You know, the concentration on bringing in foreigners like War Machine um, and indeed the Riscos kind of helped Gorillas of Destiny get over, but didn't really help the division. And the division is slim, as noticed by the first challenges being Ibushi and Tanahashi. Hiroshi Tanahashi is still a major star in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but certainly have been downplayed since his big match with Omega last year. And, you know, it's business as usual, but business is much better. Business is much bigger. New Japan did not suffer from the exodus at all. If anything, it girded them into doing something very much different with their product. Not too far different, New Japan's very conservative, but they did enough different things to create a bigger buzz. In fact, they signed former WWE stars, people like John Moxley, people like Chris Jericho, and rode that momentum much better than other promotions have in recent years. If we go back to the war with WCW and WWE, when they signed ex-WWE stars, they were pushed to the moon, and that's not happened with Moxley and has not happened with Jericho. They've been used sparingly and at the right time. So New Japan's done okay. Has WWE done so well? Well, they've only signed one major star from WWE New Japan since, and that was Kushida, who isn't really going too far in his career in NXT. Nakamura nearly made it all the way, but was kind of like had the pin pulled on him and is stuck in a secondary championship level position. AJ Styles has done everything he really was potentially worth doing. He has been a major star in every promotion he has ever worked in, and now he's a major star in WWE. Doc and Gallows kind of do their Doc and Gallows thing. They are one of the best tag teams of the last 20 years, and they've done a good job in WWE. So that kind of wraps it all up. Was it the start of the war? Most certainly, and the war still goes on. It's also sorted out the New Japan scene and the wider Japanese professional wrestling scene because the King's Road companies like Wrestle One, BJW, and uh, Noah have started to sort themselves out into a much more streamlined organization, which means they aren't stepping on each other's toes and everybody is benefiting. This weekend saw major shows from DDT, Tokyo Joe, Joshi Pro Wrestling. They filled big halls this weekend, so did Sendai Girls. All of the Japanese promotions do well around Wrestle Kingdom weekend, and that's thanks to New Japan leading the way. But there is great wrestling, and if you want to go to Tokyo for New Japan uh, at the Wrestle Kingdom, then you can go watch wrestling all week and have a nice holiday. But they are starting to grow in the States, and they're starting to grow in Europe, which are traditional key markets for WWE. Will it hot up anymore? WWE's kind of got their own problems. They're creatively stuck a lot of the time, and they're trying to please an awful lot of people. New Japan only have to please New Japan fans, and that makes things a lot easier. Thank you very much for listening to Telling Stories today on Show podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Troopany Show. You can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, and on Patreon, Troopany Show, where you can keep us free forever for everyone. Thank you very much for listening today to Music by Sheriff Star and the Deputies of Heartbreak. Please go to our sponsors, Indie Empire Magazine and Powerslam.tv. Get a free month when you use the code Mullet one.